0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Heart and Hand the Rangers podcast. My name is David Edgar. I am your host, as always, and joining me this week to go through the 3 0 victory in Paisley. And uh, of course, the latest on the Rangers managerial search is Martin Ramsey. Hello, Martin.
1: Hi, David. How are
0: we? I'm oh, delighted to, to have you here. And uh, people say I only ever get you on after a defeat. So here you are, right. the victory. Happy, happy, joy, joy, right?
1: That's exactly it. Yeah, crushing three 0 away win. Um, and everything's rosy, right?
0: <laughs> well, ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, we'll get to that. But uh, I'm often accused of being over-optimistic and maybe at times I am and uh, Panglossian is a word that's been used about me in the past and maybe that's true as well when it comes to Rangers. But I must admit that they'd even managed to get me down and get me to the point mm-hmm. where I was just utterly sick of the sight of them. And the Aberdeen performance was one reason. But the, the real kicker for me was Limassol because I felt that was a holidaymaker performance. I thought that was... Guys who did not want to be on that pitch, who were hiding, who weren't giving their all. Basically, I, I felt that verged into unprofessionalism, and that's what I can't handle as a as a supporter. So I was approaching yesterday's game with a little bit of trepidation, Martin. The the fact is, St. Mirren points wise, not just because expectations are different. They literally had more points than us, and we are in a. A good place. There was a lot of expectation on them, not from the bookies. Strangely enough, and that's I suppose their job to know that that sort of thing. But what you were there? What was the mood like in the terraces pre-kickoff?
1: Quiet, um, flat. Uh I don't think anyone was bouncing out their bed on Sunday morning to uh, get to the game. Um The holidaymakers reference you mentioned there about Limassol. Obviously, that that's Grasshopper Zurich from from what, 96 and yeah, Thursday night made that performance look like the event's energy of the time um, <laughs> natural or otherwise um, it was it was just dreadful. Yeah, Sunday was one that even before the the deep unpleasantness of the last 7-8 days from Aberdeen on was one that we'd kind of earmarked as being an awkward game, put it mildly it's never a good game there, ever uh, and they you know, they've, they've been turning up some results, haven't they, at the start of the season. Yeah, so yeah. um it was even in decent form, um, uh, it was it was one with, with maybe a wee bit of uh, of concern. Um so yeah it was it was flat. I mean they, you know the Union Bears do as they do, but it even took them maybe a wee bit to, to get going and completely understandably. Um we're at an impasse at the moment and um fans need something to get behind. Um and just, just rather, sorry, outside of the ninety minutes that's ahead of them, it's never about the ninety minutes, is it really? Um, and that's not there at the minute. So, so yeah, it was just, just flat and understated, and um, really just waiting with their arms folded, really saying, "Look, well, what are you going to do for us today?"
0: Yeah, I think that's the point. I think when you go to a game and you are expecting a certain level of performance that they haven't always offered this season in fact they haven't offered this season full stop and I had mentioned that before the Aris game I said um, I'm not sure what Rangers will get that will turn up will it be a team determined to show a reaction will it be a team that just turns in their usual or will it be a team that feels sorry for itself and shits the bed and that it was the third so, again, those those were the three options I had in my head going into yesterday. Interesting team selection from Stephen Davis. He made four changes. Um, I, I wanted wholesale changes but didn't expect them. Uh, I understood the, the situation he was in. But he made four changes. The most interesting one of which, Martin, was Zach Lovelace coming in ahead of Dessers and, and Lammers. And also, when he got injured after 35 minutes, the bet Contamin rule still applies. It's never the shite ones. He brought on young Ross McCausland. Mm. Statements, I think. Statements.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I don't know if you had much much choice. I, I, I've been kind of to and fro about this. This is very much an April and a bad season type conversation. Just chuck the kids in for the rest of the season because we'll be tolerant and patient with them because we famously are... Um, there, there is a, a very strong line of argument. I think it was maybe backed up on Sunday that they can't possibly be any worse than the first team senior options that we have. Um, but by this, you know, the other side of the coin is you don't want careers ruined um, by catching fire around this particular bin at this moment in time. And, and maybe there's an argument to protect them um, and and keep them keep them away from this. But Lovelace was good. He was direct. He obviously created the opening um, and I thought cousin did much the same. Um, so um, yeah, fair fair play to the interim boss and those left kind of kicking their heels. It was a great still, um, uh, I think, as McCausland was getting, um, getting stripped to, to, to go on with both uh, Lammers and Dessels kind of looking on behind. Um, and there's an image for the season.
0: Yeah, I, and listen... I think that sometimes we forget that there are people behind this and totally. I don't want to kick guys when they're down but it really was demonstrable that you've got £8 million worth of talent that you genuinely feel will not help you get a result against St Mirren. Now there are multitude of reasons for that. Lack of confidence, lack of form, not settling. In the case of Amherst, where where exactly does he go? All of these factors but it really is a comment on where we are. The match itself started I, I thought strangely in that I expected St Mirren to go for us and I, because we don't always take into account the other team I think that it's that slight flip in the, the expectations going into this. I thought they shat the bed a little yesterday and that I expected them to just come out but it wasn't a free hit for them in the sense that it normally would be, but I think because people out, even some Rangers fans, let's be honest, were saying, no, no, St. Mirna are going to win. It does change your expectation, doesn't it? And that can change your approach, that can change your mentality. And rather than really going for as early on, I thought they allowed us to settle into the match.
1: I could not agree more. Um, perhaps if it had been at Irox, I think Aberdeen might have been in the, a similar boat, maybe not as pronounced as the St. Mon one. Um but Aberdeen would have quietly fancied themselves with good reason, obviously last week um given that if they could get ahead, they knew what was going to happen um and i think St Mern, um if they'd come to Hybrooks it, it might have been a it might have been a different story um but you're absolutely right um with that in front of them they they fluffed the lines they 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 froze they bottled it um they were quite timid um But the game, I still thought, that that early spell was still meandering. Nothing happened. We are the slowest team in a top flight league and have been for years. This is not a recent thing. It's not a Geo thing either. Um, We are just so ponderous and everyone in the back four needs a touch before anything can happen. And Lundstrom needs seven. And it was just more of the same, really, uh, until, again, Lovelace does something different, a wee bit more direct, a wee bit more purpose. And, you know, we, we... got the breakthrough that I can't see was I felt was coming. Don't know about you.
0: No, I, I didn't. Um again I, I think that without it, trying it to be too Reverend I am Jolly um there was you were waiting on somebody hopefully doing something. I don't think that there was any concerted pressure or whatnot in the in the match and you were just hoping for so and that in the end is what happened. But um Yeah, on the slowness thing, I've I've mentioned this before, I think that you can have players that suit teams. And the big issue with John Lundstrom is he doesn't suit us because in matches where teams are quite happy to give up possession to us on the halfway line, he's not what you need. If you're a team that don't have a lot of possession and therefore you really need to look after it when it comes, even if it is just making a simple pass, he's ideal like Sheffield United but when you are being given the the ball then we need to move it quickly obviously to to move people around against packed low block defences and I just think that yeah you know, I'm not saying oh he's a terrible player I'm just saying that we really don't need the job he does we do not need someone to do that maybe Europe you know or, or certain away matches but not in the vast majority of domestic matches we have. Now, add into that the clear lack of confidence, and you're right, three touches, when you're hoping for one or two, becomes six or seven. And the ball gets rotated six or seven times more round the back than it should. And I think that was something about yesterday, especially in the, in the 10 men, that someone said to me, well, we controlled the game. And I thought, well, we did. But in that St Mirren allowed us, they, they were quite happy to give us the ball in our own half-halfway line because they knew we were just going to you know, continually recycle it. And for me, it's about when you're playing a side like that, what do they not want you to do? What What do they not like? And one of the things no defence likes is being turned and facing their own goal. And we get the breakthrough from that, from Zach Lovelace doing exactly that, turns his man inside out, hits the byline, puts the cross across and then you're at the game, it was maybe difficult to see Ryan Strain It's just a brain fart. I absolutely understand Mm -hmm. it. But he leans in and catches the ball with his hand, which deflects it away from uh, the incoming Abdallah Seema. It is a penalty and it is a red card. I know that that some of the harder thinking in Scotland say, well, double jeopardy. No, it doesn't apply. That's only if it's a genuine attempt to play the ball. If that, a handball is a denial of a goal-scoring opportunity. And that one does come under the rank of deliberate handball, I think. Uh,
1: No, I, I totally agree. I didn't see it at the time. I had no idea what was happening. Um, I just thought Seema had missed which looked like a sitter. How has he A managed to miss the target and B seemingly been able to put the ball behind him? Um but from our view, you're not, you're not really getting a uh, a good picture of that. And then clearly um things were stopped and um that was that was able to be checked. Should it have been should it have needed a check? Was it that was it not that obvious in play? I mean, I'll ultimately- be—I'll be honest.
0: You know, I'm—I'm I'm obviously watching on the camera angle. I didn't notice it.
1: Okay. In so, real time. So no, I mean, you could argue technology. that
0: yeah, you could, you could argue the ref was closer. Maybe should have seen it, but it—it it was a you know, it was very quick. I—I I, look. I'm the first to get stuck in. Scottish refs. I, I don't think this was a terrible one to have missed because it—it really did happen because Zach's fizzed it across, you know, and there mm. are two guys running in. Um. Also, it's the blind side of the it. I think it would have been harsh, but when you saw the replay, you're like, "Oh my god!" He's not only has he handled it; he's very deliberately handled it. It's deflected it away from the incoming Sema, who you see actually turn around and look because he, he realizes that it's not coming to him now. It, mm. it it ticked every box for both a red card and a penalty. Even the yeah. Samar manager admitted it.
1: Textbook need and use of technology. Then, um, it would appear, um, but yeah lo- lovelace i remember at the time thinking well, that that's that's something we just don't see just people wanting to carry the ball carry the ball into danger mm-hmm. uh, which is also danger for the person carrying the ball because you you could be robbed of that but it's if you do it well it's clearly of of danger to the opposition so um the, the that in itself was a wee bit of excitement to those there uh, just seeing that 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 wee bit of um uh, invention and purpose um and then you know obviously that got uh, converted uh, into a, uh, a chance that um, Tavernier wouldn't wouldn't pass up.
0: Thankfully, and it was a bit of a pressure penalty, mm-hmm. um, I think. So he does deserve a bit of credit. I, I was, he was one of the ones I got very much stuck into last week, but he did respond. And then I thought Rangers, you know, did make some chances as a header from Goldson, terrific save from the goalkeeper, that genuinely yeah. as a terrific stop, um, and then. A lovely bit of play. Nico Raskin comes on to a, a, just a beautiful cushioned header from Ross McCosland. I was a wee bit disappointed here because although it's a good save by the goalkeeper, I normally I don't get on to players when they get their head down and keep it down because my pet hate is guys leaning back and smashing it over the bar. But a wee, he doesn't look at the goal. Uh, and I've watched the replay a dozen times to see if there's a wee glance there isn't. If he had had a wee glance, he'd have noticed that the keeper's far over to the far post, and there's a big. all he needed to do was just pass the ball calmly into the net. So I was a bit disappointed with a lack of composure there. But up to half-time, I was you know relatively pleased. <clears throat> and then, for the first 25 minutes of the second half, nothing. I mean, just complete inertia in that match, which obviously... Suited St Mirren, because they're dirty ten men. They're thinking, hang in it to the last I ten minutes, I, and I don't think we forced the game at all in that period.
1: We didn't, and uh, this is a, a terrible admission to make, but I'll make it anyway because you know we're transparent on this show. Early in that first half, uh, the early in the second half, sorry, I did catch myself looking at my watch, thinking, right, move this on, I'll get back to watch the football," forgetting that I was literally there watching football watching the in name only, perhaps, but um, uh, yeah, the 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 football that awaited me on television seemed a lot more appealing than what was happening because it was just, it was nothing. It really, it really was that. And you're absolutely right. Um, We're under no pressure. Um, Why step out and, you know, give us a wee bit of space, Um, hang in? And, you know, you never know um, from set pieces or whatever else what what they could steal later on. It was just a nothing period.
0: And interestingly enough, the Rangers do produce finally a bit of quality. A lovely move. Uh, just a great move. So to keep in keeping with what we've seen recently. But ends up with Nico Raskin. This time there is composure. And he picks out the incoming Abdallah Sima. Lovely ball. Perfect. Seema comes on to it. Really nice finish. Um, which is clearly something he has in his locker. Firstly, Martin, a good goal. But secondly, that's eight goals already for Sima in a misfunctioning side. He clearly can produce things. I think we might need to move him into the only Jack Butland has been a good signing category because he's at least contributing and he's not had a lot of help up there. Let's be honest.
1: No, I think that's fair. He's he's awkward and he's gangly at times, and he does miss things and he does make decisions that you're like, "What on earth are you doing?" So uh, we have we have memories of those kind of players, and maybe too early shuffled into that that box. Um, but first time finishes and instinctive finishes uh yeah he knows he knows where he is, he knows where the goals are um and that was that, that was just instinctively swept away um and I think you're right he he has to be one of the only one of the few um, names in the the team sheet that are that are absolutely inked in um and yeah that that that's that's absolutely fine they Frustration is, of course, that he's you know he's not ours. Um, but uh, I guess we'll, we'll we'll take that kind of job if those numbers um, keep uh, keep at that rate for the end of the, uh, for the rest of the season. Because by Christ, we need them um, from anywhere. Um, but I think the takeaway from that goal was was Raskin more than than anything from else. How, well. <laughs> breaking lines, um, being able to get into to dangerous positions, and as you said, because you're absolutely right that that first effort in the first half um, encapsulated a lot of frustrations I uh, have we're asking. He's one of the few players that is absolutely determined to try and carry the ball forward and is happy and and keen and willing to do it. I just haven't seen much evidence of the use of that ball when he has carried it forward 10, 15, 20 yards. His final ball has, has been lacking. He runs into clusters and runs into problems and clearly can't seem to, you know, hit the target at all. Um but there was a moment of composure. Um it was a good chance. I mean he was he was in a lot of space further up the field than he's he's been in. I, I guess we maybe need him finding those balls, finding those passes, having that vision a wee bit deeper, you know, breaking um breaking those defenses that, that aren't giving up the spaces he got there. But it was good to see him up there. Um, and he yeah he was he was calm and he he delivered it right where we'll sima I wanted it. So that, that was my takeaway from that.
0: Yeah, uh, and again, it, it's almost like two glaring examples. Zach beating his man hitting the byline and Raskin bursting into the box, breaking the lines. It's kind of like, right lads, that, you know, <sighs> take, that, that stuff you risks. don't do enough of.
1: Yeah. Take the risks in terms of movement or in terms of that pass to get into positions where you can create easy chances. We don't create enough sitters. We don't create enough um, easy chances. We haven't for for, for years, and funnily enough, when you do, you you score a lot more goals. But it takes it takes a gamble, and it takes um, cohesion and chemistry, I guess, um, between players in, as an attacking unit to get the chance creator into that that position where Raskin found himself. We don't get in those positions enough to then create the cutbacks, which just just need swept away far too often, as we've t- discussed umpteen times since we we, we can see it. that. <laughs> It's, we can see that that second goal in Cyprus, that is my Vietnam. I see that in my sleep. Um, but what we do isn't that. It's just it's just chucking the ball in from deepish, from wide, and just kind of hoping that, that, that something happens. And if you do it 60 times a, a game, something does happen. Um, but that that was exactly the kind of goal that we don't see enough of. We've seen it. Briefly, I think we saw it the first first goal against Livingston, that 4-0 win early in the season. Um, mm. Or Cantwell broke the lines and, 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 and it came back. I think uh, Lammer scored. Um, but we, we don't, just don't do it anywhere near enough. Just because as an attacking unit, A, they never, they're never fit enough. The same players are never fit enough. Some of them just aren't good enough. We've just never had consistency in numbers, I, I guess, to build that cohesion and chemistry and understanding, because you need that. Um That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewellery gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com
0: Yeah, I would would absolutely agree with that. And uh, after that, confidence being an ethereal but important thing, Rangers actually started to play some nice stuff. Uh, Cyril Desser's got a chance, but as we've already mentioned, um, right now he looks as though he, he doubts very much he could hit the legendary cow with a the cows uh, on the arse with a banjo and he just sclaps it straight at the goalkeeper you text me immediately broken and that's what he is at the moment, uh, if he's to, to do anything at Rangers it will be a major rebuild job for a new manager and I, I think it's an if because I think you can get to a stage where the fans have just completely given up on you But uh, we did get a third and what a goal it was. James Tavernier getting on the end of his own rebound, um, smashing it into the top corner. A a real beauty. And we leave with the three points, which I know the way everybody's feeling at the moment. You say, oh, it doesn't matter. It does matter, right? There's a difference between 10 points and 7 points. 7 points is a big ask. 10 points is done. Might as well just hand it over. So also just being able to to kind of create a bit of space to go into the international window and make this choice about the manager. Now, nobody's fooled Martin. Oh, he beat St Mirren 3-0. Were brilliant. Ten-man St Mirren. I I thought this game indicated the potential that you might have in a good way, but also the negatives that a new manager needs to overcome. And I think we all realised that the squad such as it is and balanced and in certain positions overloaded in other positions not enough and too old at that the new manager coming in i think will end up picking sides that maybe aren't recognizable to us immediately as because it if it's a new manager who's a a system manager you know i play a certain way manager and it's looking like it's going to be that then what you you see at, at clubs when managers like this come in because they can't even in England, they can't bring in all the players they want in their first window, is having to kind of make do. And it's almost when the money ball thing comes in, where he may look at a youngster and say, I'm going to play you, even though there's a more expensive or a, a guy on a bigger wage or a more experienced player, because I need someone who does A and B, and you do A and B, and he doesn't. And I do wonder if we might see team lineups that maybe none of us anticipated that gradually changes as, as windows happen, but but certainly in the immediate thing, a manager just sits down and looks at it and says, "Right, who can do this specific task I need for this specific role?"
1: Well, we can't see the same teams. Um, no one's coming in here and and flicking a switch. I, I don't imagine. I mean, try to look at it as as dispassionately as possible, which is obviously ultimately impossible for us. You'd be off your head to take this job at this minute in time. Um, especially if you are a systems manager. Um, because this squad is either players that just are not good enough and just been horrific buys. They're either broken toys who can be, but can also break down in tears and in a huff or, 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 or injured. Or they've been good servants who are just done. Hmm. They've, they have just—they don't have any energy. They'll—they'll they'll, they'll flicker and they will they you know, they, they'll contribute um, occasionally. Of course, they will. But in terms of building anything around them, they—they they just look exhausted. Or you're Jack Butland. Those are the four. <laughs> I—it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what manager we get in that—that squad. Isn't getting close to anything, so. If you are a systems manager, I really don't know what you do. This is not this is not when Beale came in. This is not with a World Cup in the middle and then a few games in December and then right January. Let's go. Um this is the start of October. There are a lot of games to be played with with this squad. Um and it's going to be a, a hell of a Churchillian speech to get tunes out of some of them, either ever, or just again because they again they they you're asking them to go to the well maybe just once too often. Um it was a horrific summer by the looks of it. And reaping the rewards of, you know, not killing some of those admirals and saying thanks for your time. Um, off you go. Before it's absolutely obvious. Um, because they're now they they can't do what, what they what they once did and, and that, that creates its own pressure. So um I think you're right. I think you, we, we might see um, some combinations and some teams and some, maybe some youth. Um, but if it's the same guy coming in, picking the same 11s that we've seen and fail, um, but just with a a different kind of message, then it's going to be one hell of a message.
0: So I don't subscribe to that fully. I think that a manager can make a difference. Is it enough of a difference? That's a different question. I also think that there will be players there that are just dispensed with. That imagine, I can't get anything out of you. You don't fit anything I want to do. And therefore, I'm not going to use you. And there will be guys who come in as temporary stopgap solutions. But for me, I think there is an understanding. There's still things that can be won this season. There's still achievements that can be made. I think it's more for fans to begin to see things like an identity, like a style, like... Future, basically, and even if it means look, we're going to need an upgrade in that position and in that position, but just to see an overall, you know, a direction of travel. And mm. I was speaking to a mate of mine who said to me, "I don't know why Rangers fans are all going on about style of play. You know, it's about winning." Walter did me have a style of play, and I said, "Well, no, but Walter won things, right?" um I would also argue that these days football is a bit different, but. I think that if you look at Bale, when Bale came in, Rangers won a lot of games right at the start. We were fucking awful, but we won a lot of games. And that didn't get you know everyone solidly behind them. I think that a new manager has to show and demonstrate, I have a clear idea of what I want this to be, but also... You can see it taking shape. I think that's the first challenge for a new manager. Rather than coming in and saying, right, I'm going to get Cyril Dessers playing well, it's just mm-hmm. getting a, a squad of players together that one's that you trust and saying, I'm going to build something that the fans can see where this is going. Yes, it may need upgrades, but we will get there.
1: I, I take that point. In, in theory, I completely agree. I, I, I'm not one that says managers don't change anything. I just, I'm so despondent with this group. I think that's different in the summer if someone comes in and it doesn't work immediately, but fans can say, well, I can see what he's trying to do. We've been there before. Celtic clearly have been there before recently. So a bad start can be negated by a kind of confidence and just buy-in that that some players just need time to to adapt. Um, I just, I I don't think the players are there. You're talking about bringing in, who are we bringing in to to play in in, in this way? Um, I think it's been made clear that in order to be successful in this country won't work in Europe. In fact, it's very much the opposite in Europe. But to be successful in this country now, because the gap between regional and Celtics is so big compared to the rest, um, that you need to be aggressive, you need to be quick, and you just trample over teams, really, at a speed that they just, doesn't matter how many uh, men behind the ball they've got, they're just pulled out of position far too easily, and easy chances get created. That's fine. I think we all... Kind of, or most Rangers fans, I think, would agree with that. But you still need the players. Who have we got this quick?
0: No, that's what I mean. That When I say you'll see guys that you maybe didn't expect, that's when a new guy comes in and he says, I'm, t- I'm plucking him from the B team. Why? Because he's yeah, really Okay, close. well, that, that would
1: need a working to- knowledge of the B team that I don't have, and I would love that to be the case. I'm just looking at the first team pros no, here. And,
0: and by the way, these guys will not be they won't go into the first team and be absolutely brilliant. I'm just meaning that there will be a component, and it might be a component that you need to replace in the first window, if that makes sense. I'm just saying that it's it's all about building blocks towards and, what you want it to be.
1: And I think the the You pointed with Beale and Walter and 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 whatever else is fine. And I think fans do just want to see some entertaining football. Um but I'll tell you this, if if Beale had turned in or Beale Rangers had turned in stodgy poor performances at Hamden, but we won both games with one goal. We wouldn't be mourning. Because no, but we're two tops in the back. Two tops in the back. Yes. So you're allowed you're allowed to be like that at Rangers. If you win. Walter found if you win big games. You can't be like every yes. week. And Rangers were never like that every week.
0: No, we, we played good football with for fuck's sake. Exactly.
1: But in big games, where you only have to win by one. You have to beat them by one. We'll do that then. And we will put up with that. I promise you, Rangers fans will put up with that. And you can put all your um, aesthetics back in the box if we were winning every game by one, and certainly the big games, um, and the, the ones and that, the that, that they made made the made the the difference uh, in the end of a season. And that's that's how Bill's Rangers uh, Bill's career here was derailed very quickly. And I asked him, in these first, and he's first, he's unveiling, he's a wee bit cheeky with it. Look, I know managers hate coming at this time of the season. It it must be so difficult, um, but tough. That's that's the reality of football. I bet you can't wait till the summer. But do you need to win a cup and really win a cup by beating them uh, in order to just to give that belief, that momentum um, into the summer? He kind of dismissed it. Well, we want to win every competition. I said, well, wanting and doing are two very different things. Um, and I think I was right, he had to win, so he had to get something on the board, no, you, a meaningful win, and and a new manager will be very much the same. Um, for all grand plans and, and designs, um, you need to show that you can enable and empower a Rangers team to go toe-to-toe when it matters. Not when the sun's out in May and everything's lost, but when it when it actually counts. And if that's 1-0 or it's 4-0, I'll let you into secret, we don't care.
0: No, the counterpoint to that as well is that if you're winning 4-0 every week and losing six times a yeah. season to Celtic, you're still getting sacked. So, uh, Nirvana is somewhere between the two, isn't it? It's winning games, playing well. I don't... Mind. No, you're not going to play well every week. None of us think yeah. that. It's just that with this Rangers team, they never play well. <laughs> if you're scraping
1: and by five weeks out of six, there's a chance yeah, that it's going to Yeah, exactly. And that looks, yeah, uh, yeah, we were. we're we're on the same theoretical M sheet, I just, this squad is such a worry. And I, 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 uh, I don't the squad know... Is,
0: the squad's going to need to be disassembled and reassembled. Every
1: year we've said that. Absolutely. But um,
0: that's, that's where we are, because decisions that haven't been taken in the past about players, keeping ageing players too long, and then bad recruitment. On the... The, the board front. Um they've had criticism, deserved criticism, I think, because you know, you do make the decisions if you're in those jobs. But they, they let Bill go without a director of football, make all the signings. Um it's said that Graham Soonis is advising them, among others, um, from the, the football community. A sensible move or do you think that maybe it's a case of well you should have already known to do this beforehand?
1: The Soonas thing? Yeah. Um I mean I I read what was in the paper because someone sent me it. I'm not sure it was much more than a phone call to, to have a brief chat. I think that's very different from being I don't know like a consultant on a process which I didn't really take that to be the case. Um who knew the press would just um uh, exaggerate what could have been a, a very simple phone call. Look, we're thinking about him what what do you think? Um look I have a lot of time for the man. It's it's no um, surprise. He's in the front cover of one of my books. I'm just looking over right now. Um, I'm not sure he'd be my go-to person for any football matters in 2023. Um, we are crying out, I know, for that that soonest influence and that, that type of character, and that's what we need back. Um, and as I said on other shows... He, of course he was the right man at the right time but the time was the important thing the opportunity that was there in 1986 was the big factor, that's the real story, and we're not in 1986 so it's going to need something a lot smarter and a lot longer um, in its its implementation um, I don't know where we are David, to be honest, uh, you will maybe more than, more than me um, it looks like we're possibly a two horse race um, with Clement and and, and and Muscat at the moment. That's certainly how it reads to me. Um, again, from the outside, I got the feeling last week that they were they were quite in on Lampard and maybe taken aback at just how visceral that reaction was and maybe had to, to stop uh, those plans. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if they were speaking to other people just to be kind of thorough, but I'm not sure how much attention they were paying to that. <laughs> can imagine conversations like, "Did you take any notes there?" You know, I was kind of finishing connections at the time. They were—I get the feeling they were—they were quite in on on Lampard. Um, and now they're they're doing it again. Um, so we shall see. I—I—I I, I know nothing. Obviously, I'm just trying to read the read the tea leaves from from out here or or or, or the, the the signals. But um, like i said before, unless there's an experienced director of football and there's a winning Euro Millions ticket. Um, asking one. There is no magic bullet manager. There's no guy coming. No, there and isn't, face.
0: and it will take time, unfortunately. And I know we're not patient, and we've said this before, but it, it, it's a fact. It will take time, unless you get very lucky and you just get an absolute genius who wanders in and does something dramatic. Well, it'll be settled, the new manager, by the time we come back. Obviously, with it being the international break. Martin, thank you so much for joining me today. And if people want to get more of your wisdom and more of that Sunnis fella that we t- we spoke about, where where should they go?
1: Oh, they should certainly be on Patreon to listen to whatever I've got to put out on a Thursday, Tuesday morning. Sorry, um, current affairs. I think David, we, we we do a lot of that and just yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there, there are a couple of books if you, if you so wish. Oh, there! Really? Um, there are, in fact, and another one that is very eminent. Um, so, Revolution um, Rangers eighty-six to ninety-two is available all good bookshops, and the next volume and um, the Pursuit of History uh, Rangers ninety-two to ninety-eight, um, the Swagger and Complacency of the Nineties, um, is out this month. Um at some point. I'm still wrestling with the publisher to get a, a date. But um anyways get a pre order, we'll get them as soon as they arrive here. They'll be straight back out the door. Uh but yeah, that, that's coming soon.
0: Having read the first one, I can thoroughly recommend people you put some of your pennies towards this. A wonderful, wonderful read. Right then, folks, thank you so much for joining me. As I say, it'll be a fortnight before we're back here on the flagship, but we never go away. Uh, We're on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash heart and hand. Come and join the thousands of subscribers who are there, and uh, we've got a 92% retention rate, so clearly once you sign up, you'll find something you enjoy. My thanks to Martin, my thanks to our executive producers in London, Paul Myers and Mike Lee, and uh, until then, let's all get our heads down as we await the new Rangers manager. Take care, everyone. (laughs) Bye-bye.
1: Podcast Network.